Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Today's episode is the first of many. I like to call it OTC Stock Therapy or Stock Chat, since I'm not a therapist. Where we will have people come on, many have had some success or or they're just getting started, speak on their challenges, the ups, the downs, the emotional up and down that he or she may, may be going through. One thing I want people to realize is that the doubt, the challenges, the highs and lows one may be going through, there are thousands, if not millions, going through that same thing. By having a platform to talk about it, I hope we all can grow together as people figure out their own process. Today's guest is a former high school and college basketball athlete, a college graduate, businesswoman, and mother. In a world where it's easy to be comfortable when you're making a good living or living a comfortable life, she has chosen to challenge herself and push yourself to learn something new, I would like to welcome Ms. Dunbar. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing pretty, I'm surviving, okay? You know, it's a <laughs> tough market today. <laughs> it is. I got one question before we get started, man. Am I allowed to use profanity on the show? Hey, as long as it come off naturally, okay? <laughs> Just as long as we're not going out our way to... <laughs> no. But okay. I mean, if it comes okay. off naturally, I'm sure that people can understand. We're being organic. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll try to keep it together. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my first question for you you are uh, a person that's in a, a very comfortable position. Some might dream of being in your position. What made you or sparked your interest in the stock market? To be honest, I think the seed was planted right after I graduated from college. So I was working at a CPA firm while I was working on my master's degree. And I used to have to prepare tax returns for individual corporations. And I remember very specifically this one client, he had like five binders worth of stock that I had to, you know, figure out his capital gains to, to prepare his tax returns. And he had like $2 million in income. But his W-2 was only like $60,000. And after I got it all done, the partner gives me a blank check. And he's like, the client's like, just fill out what his tax is. So I'm like 22, and I wrote like a $350,000 check. (laughs) And then right then, I was like, you know what? There's money to be made. And it ain't in this nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) So right then, you know, I, I just knew. And, and, you know, I don't I didn't know how he was doing it or, you know, I knew it was through the stocks and things like that. But I'm like, yeah, there's money to be made. OK, hey, that would have sparked my interest, too. I would have seen that myself. Next question. So how long you been doing or when did you choose to go ahead and dive in yourself or did you do it right away after you that sparked your interest or was there some time in between? No. So. I did the traditional thing. So I've had 401ks, right, since I started working. But it wasn't until recently, probably in the last six months, that I started to dive into penny stocks. And the way that I got into penny stocks, it was actually running into a friend on Facebook. And I kept seeing him post these things, like, not even of himself, but of other people just winning and and making money. And, And I was like, you know, send me that information. Like when you send it to them, copy me on it. So (laughs) 
<laughs> that's really how it started. I I didn't get into it back then because, again, I was, you know, you just taught, you go to college, you know, you work your way up the corporate ladder. I, I was studying for my CPA exam. I got married, had kids. And, and obviously, you know, those are all have afforded me a, a good living. But I, I still ain't forgot about that $350,000 blank check I saw. I know that feeling. <laughs> so how, so you, you said you've been doing it for a few months or about six months. How has how has your journey been thus far? Man, it's been a roller coaster. Like, honestly, that anxious feeling you feel like when it's going up and then that pure fear when you dropping <laughs> a roller coaster and you feel like you're about to die and you regret your decision for ever getting on this ride. <laughs> right. But then you know, followed by the pure exhilaration, right? I made it. You know, this is awesome. I want to go again. Now that's, that, that's how's up my journey spins. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good description, you know, of, of, uh, I, of something I can relate to when I first started. So you described this roller coaster going up and down. What's been the most challenging part of this whole journey so far? So for me, it's been patience, one, and then the decision making. So the patience, like anyone who knows me knows, you know, that's in every aspect of my life. So I'm not surprised it's spilling over, you know, into the stock world. I, I'm impatient, right? But the decision making actually surprised me because I do that all day, every day, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I never regret my decision. I'm confident. I know what's next. But with these stocks, I'm like, I question every decision I make. And then, you know, I put in the work, I'm researching, I'm going through this. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm in. This is a good entry point. And then it dropped. And I'm like, oh, man, I made the wrong decision. Then you see another stock that you just looked at. That one's up 100%. I'm like, oh, I ain't never going to get it right. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely that the most challenging part is the decision making and, you know, being able to make a decision and be confident in it. And then for the patience part, I think this is the first time that it's actually had an impact on me. So, like, people's always like, should make you impatient. But I'm like, you just like a sense of urgency, right? Like, yes. <laughs> it's been me well. But I think this is the first time where not being patient actually costs you money. So now you're like, all right, I need to figure this out. I need to, you know, I need to figure out my triggers. I need to walk away. Like, I, I got to figure out how to be patient. So that, that's been the most challenging part for me. And so have you found yourself being overly patient at times? Yeah, I, it goes back to the decision making. I don't feel like I ain't got it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think it comes with the process. There's been times I know there was one stock, um, SEGI, CG, and I had got in early. I did it all right. I took out my, you know, what I put in initially, but I was up big time, like. 500%. And I'm just like, oh, this is a good company. You know, I'm going to sit on this. And man, it just slowly just kept going down, down, down. And I was sitting there like, oh, I got to be patient. I got to be patient. Nah, I should have sold. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, I didn't actually lose any money, but it hurt because I had so much profit that, you know, I should have, I should have taken advantage of it. I can definitely understand that and, and relate to that as well. So you're a woman that's in a comfortable position, as you indicated, and you make a good living. What keeps you going as far as figuring out the stock market versus quitting? Because it seems like, as, as you and I are talking right now, 
you have an interest in it. You're trying to figure it out, but it's not something you feel like you have to do. So right. what's keeping you going? Well, I quit every day. Let's just start with that. Right. <laughs> so I'm about, I quit today already. So. <laughs> we going to start back tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> honestly, for me, one thing that has gotten me to the place where I am today and that I, I tell my kids or anybody that will listen is, you know, you don't lose, you don't fail until you give up. And, and that's just the way it is. Like when I, you know, I'm a CPA, no one asked me how many times did I fail my test or if I fail my test. They just know I'm a CPA. Mm-hmm. So if I had quit, I, I wouldn't ever be where I'm at right now. So for me, my, my rule is if I started, I had to finish it, right? And, and it's the same thing with these stocks. I started, and I'm not going to stop until I got it. But the, the thing about this is the other side of the learning curve, there's a learning curve in everything that you do. But the other side of the learning curve is money. Like, who going to want to quit, right? Yes. <laughs> like, after I figure it out, after I, you know, I'm figuring out a way to, you know, make generational wealth, maybe, you know, one day I retire early or, you know, just all these different things that, again, you're not going to get it from a nine to five. You know, you, you can make a lot of money. You can make a, a comfortable living, but there's always a limit. You're, you're basically on a fixed income. Whatever you signed on that contract, that's your fixed income. Definitely. And especially, you know, there's people who you find they find themselves working like all this overtime and all these hours. And it's like mm-hmm. you can't go like that forever. Right. You know, you got it. There has to be some secondary or something else you can depend on. So that that definitely makes a lot of sense. Right. Moving on. What? OK. How has the market forced you to grow or develop? Because, I, you know, we're all adults and, you, you know, you mentioned your family and your kids. And I get to we get to a point where sometimes like we're like we're adults. We get stuck in a certain ways. But the market has a way of like humbling us. Have you found that? yourself where you've been in a position where it's forced you to grow or develop in areas besides the decision making you indicated that you may not been aware of or just been putting on a back burner or anything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm an accountant by trade. So, you know, I'm thinking, well, this is going to be, you know, transferable skills. I know about, you know, I put together financial statements. You're talking about 10Ks, CQs, you know, like I, I know all that inside out. But I got humbled real quick, right? (laughs) (laughs) I got humbled real quick because I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's like sports, right? The the money is the scorekeeper, right? So, you know, you either win or lose. It's just that simple. So for me, it's actually kind of fun. It's frustrating. And, you know, I'll be mad, I you know. I've called the stock whisperer before, like, man, I quit. You're like, don't, don't say nothing to me. Like, <laughs> I ain't answering any text messages. And the, the thing that's crazy is I haven't even lost any money. It's just that I haven't, you know, realized the potential. And that's the part that I'm excited about. That's the thing that that's, that's exciting. It's helping to grow and develop. And then also the potential to to put on your family and your friends, right? Like I can't, I'm an accountant, I'm a CPA. I can't bring on my brother. He ain't an accountant. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I can't help him out, but I can help him out in this. I can help out, you know, my mom or, you know, family members that may be struggling. You can give them away and put them on where you can't do that. So 
it, it's bigger than me, right? And that's that's what this market does. It makes you develop a, a greater awareness of the impact that you can have. Okay, I like that. I I can relate to that one as well. It's funny because when I first started, all your answers you're giving right now, I'm I'm reflecting back, and it's like psh, I remember going through all those emotions and you know and things and helping put people on as you get to a point and that's going to be the most gratifying point and things you're really going to realize is once you figure out your process it's like hey now i can show someone else and you know Mm -hmm. and show them a different avenue and way of making money so do you have any regrets because you said before, like, I, I quit every day, especially on the red days, right? <laughs> You're like, forget this. You, gotta, right. you just sent me messages and like, hey, I'm done. Don't message me. And I'm, I'm laughing at you like you're, you're a former hooper. It's not a, you don't quit. You just figure it out. You just keep putting in that work. So do you have any regrets even diving in and starting in the first place? No, honestly, what I regret the most is not diving into it more 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like when I saw those binders, you know, at the time I was just, you know, one step from the other. But if I had put in the time that I put in, you know, towards everything else back then, man, you know, so that that's my only regret. You know, I'm I'm emotional. I get, you know, even if you don't see it on my, you know, you may see it on my face. But even (laughs) (laughs) even if I don't say it. You know, it's almost like going to the bench. You in your head, you give up, you quit. I can't do this. But then you get out there and you go even harder. Or when you're practicing or when ain't nobody looking, you go even harder. It's just, it's the same thing. Those same principles are the same in any aspect of your life, right? It's in the stocks. It's in your jobs. It's in your family. It's in your marriages. Man, I tell my husband all the time, listen. I'm done. Right? <laughs> I just play it. I love you. <laughs> he probably didn't heard that a, a, a billion times now. Like, you okay. don't pay me no attention, man. <laughs> like, okay. Come back to me when you're done, right? Being mad. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I'd probably ask you quite a few questions. And I was going to ask you, what questions do you have for me? But it's funny because right before we got on, you sent me a message and it was like, hey, I have a scenario for you that I want you to discuss. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to paraphrase it. And if I miss anything or leave anything out, you just add to it. Perfect. All right. So basically the question is you're someone starting brand new, right? And you have about $400. You've taken the time to research some stocks. You've identified four. What stock or stocks would you put in and percentage wise, how much would you put in each? And would you leave any out for like any other stocks? Did I paraphrase it right? That's it. Okay. So let me first state this. I know I said it in the beginning, but I'm not a financial advisor, right? So everything I'm going to say is just really regarding my opinion and my own process and, and way of thinking. So if I have $400, what I normally would do is they're just thinking back. And I already have a process process that I've figured out that I think will work for me. I'm going to look at those four tickers and identify what's the catalyst, right? So if there's, let's say, ticker A, it's a custodialship play where they're just now granting it. Ticker B is a 
play where let's just say a merger, right? It's a rumor merger. Ticker three might be one that's just been moving with a lot of volume, but the catalyst hasn't isn't too clear. And let's just say ticker four is name change, right? So we have these four. I'm going to identify which catalyst and what stage each catalyst is at. So based on the four I said, besides that, let me also add, I'm going to look at the price. So for me, if the custodial change, if the custodial change is the one where the price may be the lowest and it's at a early stage, meaning they submitted the paperwork for the custodial request, and now we're just waiting for it to be granted, I'm probably going to put all 400 in there instead of putting like 100 in each. And the reason why I say that is if I have four tickers and I'm putting in 100 in each versus 400 in just one, the gains really won't reflect anything if two go up and two go down. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. And, and so the way I personally thinking about it is I have $400. My goal really is to figure out how can I double it? Right. And I did a video showing how you can day trade without breaking the PDT rule. And so what I'm thinking about is based on the volume, how can I turn this 400 to 800 in increments, maybe in a $200 increment, or maybe I'm willing just to sit and put all 400 in that one ticker because I know two weeks from now I get paid again. I'm going to put some more in there. But what I won't do personally is put a hundred in each and then hope that they one of them will run big to make up for the four. I'm really the I'm starting off starting off. I'm willing to put all all of it in the in one pot that I've done the research and I'm comfortable with that research with and take my chance there versus putting owning four different stocks with a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, that makes sense. I I know early on I used to spread myself too thin. So, you know, there's so many stocks and you know, this one sounds good, this one sounds good. And, you know, I would spread a thousand dollars like ten ways. (laughs) 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 But but you know, I'm risk adverse as well, right? So but then when something ran, I'm like, dang, if I would have put, you know, that a thousand dollars on that, I would have had this much. So I had to scale it back and kind of, you know, adjust my my methodology, right? But beginning on, I was like, all right, well, you know, that that sounded okay with me. If this go down, this go up, then I, I still ain't lose. So <laughs> <laughs> And and it's and it's really I look at it this way as well as we're as we're speaking. People may listen and be like, Well, I'm not gonna put all of it in one. It's like they might relate it to like gambling, but and you're betting all on one row, right? If we're rolling dice. But I look at it as I've done the proper research. So yes, there is a risk, but I'm willing to put all of it in one knowing I might have an 80 to 90% chance to double, quadruple it versus to put a hundred in each and be like, well, I hope two of them move, you know? So that's really my perspective with that. But again, it goes to people processes, right? Some people might say, pick up they will pick two and then put 200 and 200. I personally is like, I'm like, well, what's going to give me the best chance and the best, the uh, most amount of gains. And that's at the lowest price. So a lot of times what we do is people try to chase runners right away. And it's like, well, it might be smarter to find something that's low. You put your money there and you sit on it. I mean, you're just getting started anyway. Sometimes being overly anxious can be a negative thing, right? 
because we see things moving and we're like, oh, we want to get in and this, but it's moved so much. The ceiling isn't that big versus that we just bought something lower, held it and let the story develop. Make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> now, now, here's the bonus question, though. OK. So you put your four hundred dollars in, mm -hmm. feeling good, and then boom, <laughs> your stock drops thirty percent. What do you do then? Okay, so if my if I put my four hundred in, and the stock drops right away, thirty percent. If the story is still the same, I can handle it. That's just making me more. It makes me want to reevaluate my entry level process or skill. Right. Because I always say like entering a stock is like <laughs> one of the biggest keys to maximizing your gains. So I'm not if the story is still the same, I'm not really worried about the 30 percent dip. I might try to reevaluate. Well, why didn't I get in 30 percent lower versus panic selling? Right. Yeah. If it's something like I got in, they were like, oh, they're doing a reverse split or the custodial ship because sometimes every now and then we get it when the custodial ships they don't get granted and then the stock will go down then i just gotta cut my losses and take it on the chin but the beauty about losses is as long as i stay committed and i start getting those gains those losses you know as a cpa is going to help with those taxes at the end of the year yeah i'm getting <laughs> a lot of help right now <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it, it comes with the territory. Personally, uh, the dips don't bother me as much when the story and the reason why I entered the stock stays the same. Yeah. You know. No, I think that for me early on, some things just happen with time, with experience. Like I didn't know Fridays people be selling off. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I came out of a meeting. You know, I checked my stock and, you know, it's looking good. I go to a meeting for an hour. I come back. My stock dropped big time. I was like, nope, sell. I sold everything. I didn't look into anything. I didn't research why it went down. I just panicked. And then I, I think I sent you a message. You're like, what? You had some bangers. All you had to do was hold it. But, you know, when you're inexperienced and you don't, you know, sometimes things go down for no reason at all. So just, you know, understanding that. And like you said, if the story hasn't changed, then. You got to, you know, sit tight, walk away, something like that. But see, and I'm happy you said that because I went through that same thing and I've actually went through it. And I was like, after a few years, even going in every now and then, you, st uh, you still may panic. So you may see something where your research don't really uh, you just glance at something quick because you might see it down 30 percent, not realizing someone that may have managed matched out of a stock. And you, you might see a negative comment or a negative or a fake news article and you hurry up and get out. And it's like, and then you go back and it's like, oh, I should have just held. But luckily for you, you're just getting started. Imagine doing it and it's costing you half a mil to seven figures. Ooh. <laughs> so I need those type of problems in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had those lessons where I've been doing it and it's like you go back and it, it really teaches you as no matter how experienced you are, you still at times may still make some what they call rookie mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, because we're still imperfect. Yeah, you're still human, man. <laughs> you see that red. I, I completely changed my view on my E-Trade account. Like, I don't even want to see the gain, the percentage gains, the dollar. Let me just look at what I bought at, what it is now. 
and it's just triggers sometimes like it's like anything else if you can help minimize it just so you can take a moment to to research it so that's one thing that i have learned in in my six months and i'm confident i'm gonna hit that those millions it's gonna happen Oh, when yeah. it does, I, I'm gonna buy you a, a bottle or something. <laughs> <laughs> then we then we'll do part two when you when we get it going. So we'll go from the stock therapy to me interviewing you and you telling your your, your whole journey, right? Like the the begin the middle the the beginning, which is now. And then we find out the middle and the end, which is Absolutely. you know you keep going. So moving on, you know we both we both have families. So what I normally do when I interview people, I ask for a ticker of the day, but this is the first time we've had, and I and I appreciate you coming on, the first time we had what we call stock chat or stock therapy. So what I'm going to do is ask you, what ticker have you played that was appealing to you? You either had a good game or you took a loss. And what did you learn from it? I'm going to have to go with a GGII. So this one... I think it's all of it, all in one, because I make every mistake that you can make in the book. I'm going to just learn it all real quick. But <laughs> I got in early <laughs> and I bought like 600,000 shares at 0. 0.004. Okay. So I did my research. I felt good. And I had said that I was going to, I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to stick to it, right? So I was like, okay, this is going to be a swing play. I think it was a recent custodianship and it was rumors, you know, about a merger. But I'm like, okay, so if I get up like 200%, I'll sell half and then, you know, let the rest ride. Well, as soon as I got in, it jumped. I mean, it jumped fast and hard, right? But it made me nervous. So I'm, I get nervous when I'm up and when I'm down. Like, <laughs> I can't get together either way, right? So I sold half and I made my profit. I'm like, oh man, this is good. So I'm, I'm letting it ride for a little bit, but it just kept going up. So part of me was thinking, you know, you hear about the pumps and dumps and things like that. So I was like, you know, when it gets to 10 cents, and again, that was my, that's what I wrote down. That was my plan. But I seriously didn't think it was going to get there in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't experienced it. So I sold. I'm like, I'm going to stick to it. I sold. But it just kept going up. It kept going up. Right. So now I'm sick because I'm like, man, I could have made so much more money. And then I sold for pennies, like not even pennies, like when I sold for half. So I was feeling bad, but I had gains. And then how I messed up. And again, this is all recent. Right. I messed up was it just kept going up. So I was like, OK, if it dips. I'm going to get in, right? I'm going to get in again and do like a swing play because, again, the story hasn't changed. So it did. It went from 17 cents to like 12 cents. I'm like, boom, I'm back in. It's just going to be a quick one. Yeah, so it, it wasn't. And <laughs> <laughs> today I think it's like 6 cents or 5 cents or something like that. But honestly... I'm not even upset like I would be like, I'm seriously like, okay, well, the story hasn't changed and I still feel strongly about it. And I'm going to ride this out until the merger comes like that. That's just what I'm going to do. So win, lose or draw that that's where it is. So that that's my recent, you know, uh, story. But, you know, I had wins, I had losses and, and, and now I'm coming to the calm of, of, of my decision. So, okay. And I, what I like what you said about the story is 
you're waiting to the merger happens. So you're taking the time now to identify now that you re-enter the stock, why you got in, right? So now it's like I, I'm getting in because I'm waiting for whenever the merger is going to complete. So by thinking in that way, it's like, okay, if it dips, there may be some spikes and some dips, but if there's no merger, it is what it is, right? So it's like now, yeah. it's like when the merger happens, that's when I can figure out whether or not I want to stay or go. So that's, yeah, exactly. that's good that you figure that out versus panic selling again. It's like, then you would have probably been even sicker, right? Right, right. <laughs> no, I definitely not selling. But I, I think that that's been the learning, you know, that we're essentially, instead of looking at the price as your decision maker, look at the story. So that's that's definitely one thing that I, I've learned. And it's helped me with my anxiety and, and my uh, standard of living, <laughs> my <laughs> mental health. <laughs> So how do you handle uh, one more question for me before we uh, start concluding it? How do you handle the losses now compared to when you first started? It's a lot better. And the crazy part is, again, I'm, I'm risk adverse. So I don't think I've actually lost any money. I've just lost profit. Right. So yes. that makes it sound even, <laughs> even worse. Right. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, when I'm up. I sell, I take my money completely out the thing. Like, no, because I'd be the reinvested it and it'd be the lost it, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I I think I'm handling it a lot different because the decision-making part, these podcasts have been great. Like, just being able to understand the catalyst and the volume. Those were two things that I didn't really know or understand. Like I knew I'm researching the company. It feels like a good company. You know, they got things going, but I had no understanding as to why it was moving or why it was dropping. So that that's what really made me second guess myself. But I think it was, I don't know if it was your eighth one when you were talking about what makes the stock move and you talked about the catalyst. Like I listened to that like four or five times because now I'm like, oh, now that makes sense. Or, oh, this makes sense. So really, the more you learn, the easier it is for you to understand the fluctuations of the market. Before, when I didn't know I'm just coming out of meeting. It's just like, I don't know what happened, but I ain't trying to figure out how low you know. That's funny. <laughs> uh, you're doing you're doing much better than me. I can say that as far as handling losses when when I as far as someone first starting, because I know my my first year when I that probably probably that whole year if I took a loss I can be I can have eight green days, but if I did a bad trade, I'm I'm canceling everything for the day. I'm shutting the phone <laughs> off. Kids got to go to their room. I don't want to be bothered by no one. I can I can be up six figures, and it's the fact that I just did not execute well. I'm done. Like, uh, uh-uh. hey. <laughs> but you know what? That's that's encouraging because in one of your your uh, podcasts, uh, you were talking about how you showed a friend that you were down four hundred thousand or something like that, and you didn't even blink an eye. And I was like, yeah. I'm trying to get there. But then also <laughs> that accountant coming out, like he probably had, like, let me calculate was that 10% or something. I don't want to hear that, right? <laughs> but no, either way, it hurts. And, and I say that because it is, you just want to do, you want to make the right decision, right? Like I haven't lost any money, 
but I've made poor decisions and mm-hmm. that hurt just as much. Right. So you want to be successful. And, and I think that what that's what will actually help you get there. At least that's what I'm hoping, man. I ain't got there yet. <laughs> you will. I always say the ones who who truly lose out in the market are the ones who quit. You know, it's like especially when it comes to penny stock, just think for those people who first started and their first one was like TSNP when I had spoke about that and that went from like triple zero one to the dollars. Right. Right. That's like their first one. So now they now they're being humbled by like when it was in February, I think it was February when things start tanking because they never had to experience those losses. You're you're at the flip side in a way because it's like I've seen some runners. I didn't execute, but I haven't been in one where it's like, boom, but you've learned how to deal with those times where you didn't profit as much or you may have suffered a loss on that trade you know because mm-hmm. i i see people on twitter now those same people that bragged about being a tsmp talking about how the market is fake and everything else and it's like well you never had to deal with the pains of growing because you was fortunate enough to get in one that just truly took off yeah you know so any other questions before we uh conclude this segment that you can think of um, no, I mean, I think, like you said, I, I've hit you up with a lot of questions um, and you've been gracious enough to respond to me with everything that you go on. So I, I really just want to thank you, Juan, for, you know, sparking my interest in it and then taking the time, you know, to answer my questions, to to give me information. I know we both from the same city, but you didn't have to do that. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's. Like I always said, it's, it's bigger than us, right? It's like we, we come from a city where it's like if you don't play sports, you, you got to hustle. And now it's like, no, nah, there's other ways. There's other things. And that's that's the whole thing. It's like the more of us that are aware, we can go back and tell other people. And it's like, hey, there's another angle. You, you know, sports might not be for you, but if you're good with numbers or you want to take time to learn a new skill, here's something else you can do. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. So what I want to say to you is before we I conclude it, I think it's admirable for one, you even taking the time to learn a new skill, especially like you said, you, you li- you're living comfortable. You got a good life and you're now you're fighting through those emotional, your these emotions and these challenges. And now you're, you're you're going and you're going and just like basketball. Right. It's like the more you develop the skill, the more comfortable you get. You start figuring out where it really works for you. But more importantly, I feel like you're adding to your legacy even more because your family's watching, right? Your your kids are watching and now you're giving them more options and more opportunities that we used to wish for when we were growing up, which I think is a great thing. So no matter yeah. how no matter how frustrated you get, keep going. And when you send me those messages talking about you quit and you done, I'm just going to keep sending the, the laughing emojis. And say, hey, you'll figure it out tomorrow. But, uh-huh. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> but most of all, though, seriously, just don't quit. And uh, you, you're going to be perfectly fine in the long run. And then I'm looking forward, regardless if it's six months, a year from now, or even a shorter time, I still think the part two is going to be an amazing story. Absolutely. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. All right. This concludes this episode of OTC Stock Chat or Stock Therapy for for some. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review if the platform you are listening to allows you to. If you have any questions or topic requests, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. 
Again, that's pennystockwhisper at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.